Hey, hey, everybody. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Today is a super special day because I interview warrior women and some warrior men. The woman that I am speaking to today, her name is Angelina Lombardo, and she is a warrior woman times about 60. If you name it, she's been through it, and I can't wait for her to tell your story and give you her thoughts and her advice and her inspiration. Angelina and I are here in two different places, very socially distanced at a time of quarantine for COVID-19, and I am, what I'm gonna do first, as I always do, is Angelina, I'm gonna give you the mic and I'm gonna ask you to introduce yourself, let us know who you are and what you're up to in the world and where are you from? Well, and thank you. I just wanna say thanks so much for the invitation for me to be speaking you know, to, to your audience, to people in the arena of being a warrior themselves. Um, my name's Angelina. I'm from Maui, but I'm Seattle-based. So I'm in Seattle right now, <laughs> which is um, interesting for a lot of different reasons. But um, I have my own coaching. I, I own my own and run my own epic company, right? Coaching uh, women entrepreneurs into wealth by overcoming and removing resistance and blocks through my inner authority method. That's something that I've created, you know, throughout the, throughout all my years. So between my own daily alignment rituals and being a part of an amazing blended family whom I love and we're all quarantined, but we are, we work really well together. Uh, I make sure to find my breath on the daily. So praying and meditation have a huge place in my life experience, especially in these days. So that's me. Awesome. And that is wonderful that you have those practices that will, that, that feel so natural because you do them every day and they're going to help you. I'm sure already are helping carry you through this time. hundred percent. Big way. Rock on. So Angelina, as you know, real, real talk here. This is a podcast by and for women who've been through and men who have been through major, major caca, trauma, life shattering experiences. Would you please summarize for us? And I, I know because I know you that there's a lot. So, you know, an executive summary may be difficult, but what have you gone through and what would you say is the worst part, if, if that makes any sense? You? Uh, you know, honestly, I think uh, that does make sense. So, uh, like you said, I've been through many iterations of the victimhood cycle and it started in childhood. Um, I would say, you know, sexual abuse, rape, physical abuse, relational abuse. The, the worst part about it was that it seemed to keep repeating itself no matter what I did to make myself, like myself better, quote unquote, right? I would somehow um, end up in another unhealthy or dysfunctional relationship. So just over about a span of 30 two-ish years, I was rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, unhealthy, dysfunctional in one way or another um, as a result of the developmental trauma and the complex PTSD that I had no idea there was, you know, there, there were these, um, I guess, explanations. So um, the worst part, uh, if I can answer your question, the worst part culminated when I had my daughter. Um, I 
found myself in an abusive relationship that I hadn't known before that he actually was abusive. You know, it was sort of like we were together for a year after I had my daughter, all of a sudden, it's sort of like this bloom, like, and here I am, I'm an aggressive, it's crazy. So, um, <clears throat> and so uh, I spent years in emotional, physical, psychological abuse, like death threats among all the other threats. Like if you leave me this, that, or the other. And I had it known before that, um, that he was in fact a narcissist. So, um, I finally grew the courage to leave that and only then to be brought into the court system where I had to fight for custody of my daughter. So her father, it he was very extremely vindictive and destructive. I would say that was probably the worst part at that point. Life had gotten so acute. I, I had become so acutely aware that I was suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that moment where, I was in this court system. I was overwhelmed and inundated uh, thinking that there was something wrong with me, not having any control or clarity. Um, that's when it sober. I sobered up. I mean, not that it was an overnight, but I, I, that's when I started to realize the responsibility I had, the choice. I, it was a choice that I hadn't known I had. Mm-hmm. So... So that's, I, I think that's probably the snippet, the ex, ex, executive form. <laughs> wow. I, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed because there's so much that you've gone through. And that was, that was an amazing executive summary. And um, so a few things. The first thing that I want to say is I'm really glad that you mentioned complex PTSD. It's, um, it's something that hasn't been mentioned on the show yet, but that I highly encourage listeners to go out and look up CPTSD, complex PTSD. Um, I'm not going to, I don't want to go into right now exactly what it is, but it's something that so many people haven't heard of. It's a diagnosis that's often um, confused with um, borderline personality disorder. And from my understanding, there are a lot of people who are diagnosed with or who are told that they have um, borderline personality disorder when they completely and totally don't. And it's actually complex PTSD. And it's, um, it's, it's the result of multiple, multiple, as you, as you said, iterations of often starting with childhood trauma, different, different types of trauma, abuse, whatever kind of abuse that is, whatever kind of trauma that is. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I would really like to increase awareness of it. So folks, Google complex PTSD. Yeah, it's pretty um, prevalent. Pretty it prevalent. Is. It is pretty prevalent and it's not well understood and it's often not well diagnosed, but people who do know what it is, professionals, uh, mental health professionals who do know what it is and who do know how to, um, who t- to treat it and to diagnose it, make huge differences in the lives of their, of their clients, patients, huge, huge differences. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed from experience here, personal life experience. Absolutely. And I also wanted to say that one, one theme that has come up on the podcast so far, I've had multiple women on the podcast, not that many, but who have, who really have a series of traumatic experiences that they've gone through. And in some ways it's been kind of the story of their life, or it was the story of their life up to one point. I'm thinking of one guest in particular, her name is Renee. And, um, what 
what caused the cycle to stop in maybe three of the cases I'm thinking about of folks who've been on this, on this podcast has been giving birth to a child, something to do with, yeah, something to do with becoming a mom, something to do with becoming a mom and and that potentially being threatened. And so Angelina, when you're talking Mm -hmm. about being in the courtroom and being within the justice system and having that terrifying fear of losing custody of your own child and that being that kind of just that moment where the cycle stopped, that, um, that's incredible. It's just, it's, it's, it's worth, I think, emphasizing. I, I would have to agree with you. And I'm going to go on to say that I lost custody of my daughter. I ultimately lost. He, uh, he's a professional athlete. So he had all the money. He, it was, it's just one of those cases. It's read like a movie. I lost. It, it was even more devastating. And I absolutely, and and, and, because it wasn't or and, it wasn't over, and I was invited to become more skilled, get to know myself more. So um, it was difficult. I did regain custody. I fought him for two years, and I did recover custody, which is not, and I repeat, not normal. It's not necessarily heard of, but I went at him with everything that I had. I was fierce, but flexible and I didn't give up. It was very difficult though. Amazing and amazing and amazing. What I would love to ask you now, Angelina, is what is the best thing about being where you are now, about being on the other side, assuming that you're on the other side, and Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I know this about you, Um, what's the best thing about being where you are now, as opposed to where you were before, after it, it, again, I talk about warrior energy. It takes such a warrior to get to the other side of any individual one of the, of, of those traumatic experiences that you were talking about, but the amount of warrior energy that it has got to take to, to stop that cycle infinitely more. So What's it like about being, what, what's the best thing about being where you are now? Um, okay. So I thought I've, the, the other side, I love that. The best thing about being there, the best thing is uh, possessing the knowledge that there, that there's actually another side mm-hmm. always. So the, the moment that I made it to, and this is of course a personal qualifier, right? And an awareness that you sort of possess and grow as a skill. So the best thing about that was that I had, uh, that I got the awareness that there was another side because for most of my life, for, for the, my life up to that point, I hadn't, I had just dreamed of it. I had watched other people. I, I tried to, de- I tried to emulate other people. Like how come I can't feel the ways that they're feeling or have these relationships that it looked like they were having. And, um, so getting to the other side, finally had that breakthrough moment. And I was like, oh my God, I, 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 so being on the other side, knowing that there's another side. And once you make it to the other side as a warrior, you're like a for, forever more like a warrior. There is a warrior rest. I'm going to say you can literally never go back and unknow. Um, and now it just be- becomes about how to cultivate more strength for the future journeys. Because I also noticed 
that once I made it to the other side, or I would say once I made it up to this mountain top, right, and I saw a clearing, what I noticed is that there were more mountains. <laughs> oh, fucking! At first, I experienced like the emotional exhaustion of that discovery, and then realized how deflated. Like I felt deflated, but I also noticed an invitation, which allowed me many opportunities to climb, like many chances to reach the top or the other side and over again, constantly right. uh, potentiating myself, you know, and evolving. Right. So if I hadn't took notice of all those mountains, literally, cause I think as people, we definitely get to the top of the mountain. And I think we take a big deep breath in and gasp out, but I don't think, and they notice the mountains. It's not about how you, it's about that. Um, it's not how about, what is that saying? People say it's not the rate or it's not the race. It's the journey or yeah, something like that. Right. It's right. not, it's, not it's, the prize. it's the journey. It's that we, there's so many different sayings to that. So it's not that it's actually, um, how you take that. So when I reached the top of that mountain, notice that there was going to be more difficulties, right? Preparing and truly becoming uh, skillful at holding the tension of knowing, like watching those mountains, those represented difficult situations resulting in, in, in me getting really good at having that journey. So I focused on that skill. And ultimately I've learned how to recognize and cope with life's difficulties through alignment with my own values as a person who I know myself to be and to approach the tension. Cause there's a tension, there's a sensation and a tension of life's moments with micro movements. So slowly, slowly reaction was an intimate, like internal experience. Um, and I would say, use it to gather all the information you can about yourself. So when you reach the top of the mountain, see the mountains, notice how you feel. Reaction is probably the one thing that I would say, take a deep breath in and notice you want to react, but don't react. But yeah, once you're on the other side, there is no, you legit can't ever go back. There is no way. Uh-uh. We, I love that answer. Like we are getting deep here and, and it's such a, it's a, it's a perfect, it's a perfect metaphor. Like how you're saying that if you grow up going through trauma and I did not grow up going through trauma. So I'm not speaking from experience here, my own personal experience, but I am speaking um, from the experience of, of, of intimately interviewing and being a coach with women who have. Mm -hmm. So that's my disclaimer. My understanding is that when you grow up going through trauma, and this is this is logical, you don't know what you don't know that there's another side because you 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 haven't been there. You haven't like it hasn't been part of it's not part of your memory. It's not part of your neural pathways. It's not part of your um, of your like objective you know or subjective experience. So to be able to get to the top of the mountain. And see that there is another side. I can totally hear you that that's, that that's kind of the best thing. One of the best things about being on the other side is knowing that there is one, first of all. And then to see that there are other mountains also makes so much sense because it's not as though you get to the other side of one traumatic or difficult or life-shattering experience and it'll never happen again. There's no guarantee of that. But what I'm, what I'm gathering from what you're saying is that you – you also knew, even though it's really difficult to see all the other mountains once you're at the top of one and you're seeing all the other ones, you know that you have 
you're empowered on your next journey and the journey after that and the journey after that with resources and tools and the knowledge that it isn't just a mountain isn't just the initial stone wall that you mm -hmm. see you have you have um experience and personal knowledge of having been on the other side of one mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's more motivation and you're you're much more skilled and empowered and confident in facing that next damn mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And quite honestly, when you grow up uh, in trauma and you said something very uh, important, the neural pathways are not there. We, and as a person in trauma, I did not know what that looked like, but I absolutely had an incredible fear of repeating the cycles, which is why I was so intent on breaking them from as long back as far back as I could remember. And so once I got on that mountain and noticed all those things, the first thing is, oh my God, I'm on top of the mountain. I feel really good. I don't want to go there. I don't want to repeat it. The fear became, I became acutely aware of that fear and acutely aware of my power to choose. So what, and I, at that point already had heard of there's two choices, love or fear. I have continually chosen love throughout most of my lifetime. And so I chose love. And every time I get there, I chose love. I, I still fear. I can still fear. I, I, I would actually say it's not as prevalent for me now, but I'm acutely aware that it could go down at any minute. Yeah. You know, I'm humble enough to know that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So Angelina, one thing that I, that I've seen in my own life and that I've observed is that warrior women who've gone through really rough stuff have a tendency to, to travel in packs. Thank you. And, <laughs> and I'm wondering if maybe there, there are one or two women who have inspired you along the way, whether you, whether you know them personally or not, who you would um, recommend that I get in touch with to be on this podcast, like, you know, a couple of other epic comeback stories and no need to tell the whole story, but like, I would love to know who they are. That's so simple. Here's the thing. Um, uh, two names, Suzanne Silvermoon and Cassandra Shook. And we three are all retired midwives. So when you said the birth of a child somehow has something to do with the wake up moment, um, I agree. So I, and they also have navigated their own traumas. And as a whole, this pack of women, right? We have a special knack of holding space for women to grow into. So becoming empowered through their own experiences of their personal power. So I would say midwives in general, but Suzanne Silvermoon and Cassandra Shook. Those are two, those are two women that, that I admire. Uh, one of them is a sister. We do, we hold moon circles, new moon circles. So we've been sisters for four, five, five, six years. And Cassandra Shook, I had the pleasure of being on her podcast last year. Um, she's amazing. So I think Thank those you. would be great women that you could get in touch with. Thank you. I'm totally in. All right. So the, the big kahuna question, Angelina, is based on what you've gone through, based on the people that you have coached and guided and supported, what is one piece of advice, maybe two, maybe three, that you would give to women who are listening right now, who are in <sighs> the caca, they're in that place where they don't know how they're going to get to the other side. They don't even know if they're going to get to the other side. Totally. What would you say to them? Um, 
I would say if they could increase their, this is something that helped me. This is something that really helped me because I was very overwhelmed and inundated with emotions and experience experiences, right? The reaction, things like that. So if they could increase their capacity to tolerate confusion when they feel overwhelmed, when they feel like they don't know, right? This is one of the philosophies I concentrated on as I like gained and honed my skills of becoming less reactive emotionally and more observant of my behaviors, emotions, my needs, and ultimately my truth, right? To embrace your truth. So increasing the capacity to tolerate confusion, if you actually just concentrate on that sentence alone, the words and find the meaning for yourself, you you'll notice that there is a space that sort of opens up that it, there's an ease inside that's like it just gives you permission to take a breath as you're hiking as you're cruising up that mountain as you're stretching as you're or if you think you're never going to get out of the caca that you're in it is just a reprieve so and and i use that a lot I still use that. And I, and it's just one chapter. That's another thing I, I, that helped me so much. It's just another chapter, not the whole story, mm-hmm. like uh, grab a rope and swing like, and hold on, just swing. But really it's increasing your capacity to tolerate the confusion is um, really the only thing that you can actually, I'd say do quote unquote do it's internal. I'm not often speechless. I'm like, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, try, I'm internalizing what you're saying or trying yeah. to internalize what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, if, if I'm overwhelmed with emotion and I'm flooded and I'm fearful and I'm, you know, my lizard brain is taking over. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fight, flight, freeze. And I remind myself to have tolerance for the confusion. And I say, like, I'm able to actually say, I don't know what the f- <laughs> mm-hmm. to do right now. I'm confused by this. I'm confused by my emotions. There have been times in my life with, where I have felt an enormous amount of relief and release in simply saying, I don't know. Those are my three favorite words and I use that all the time. And they are very, very, very compassionate. They're very compassionate and extremely important and very potent. This is the same sort of thing. I don't know. The confusion stands for overwhelm. I don't know. It stands for this reaction mode because your nervous system is doing fight, flight, or freeze. And consequently, feign, F-E-I-N, like fawning, like becoming confused or overwhelmed and saying, I'm lost. That is when you increase the capacity to tolerate that, you have self-love, you get a sort of a a breather. And then, I mean, I I work with this, um, I work, I do this with clients. As soon as they're in this place of quiet where they're in, they're concentrating on increasing that capacity to tolerate the, I don't know in that moment, then I ask them to notice the sensations, gather the empirical evidence of what's happening because that is the trauma that's living in their moment and gathering the empirical evidence allows new neural pathways allows for them to come back into 
what is going on. It may suck. It may be total caca. Mm -hmm. I, I know it. I totally know when I was in it. It's totally caca. But the only thing you can do is go in. It's the inner resources that you need to connect to. And that's not easy when I, I didn't have any inner resources. <laughs> I was looking at everyone else. I thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm not sure, but I, I can imagine so and why. And, but I think, I think that's where, um, I think that's where coaches come in and spirit guides and energy workers and therapists. And that's where we come in because sometimes it takes outward assistance to do that inward a hundred percent work in order to feel safe to do the inner work in order to feel guided while you're doing the inner inner work and in order to not feel extra alone and terrified when you are going to those those places of yeah. of not knowing and surrender and all of that and having someone there with you who's trained and expert and understanding about what it is that you're doing and how hard it is and is there to to hold your hand while you're doing that is is huge and while you were talking um when you're when you're when i think about that mantra like i don't know or just that that admission or whatever you want to call it, like stating the words i don't know i think that the the compassion you mentioned that there's compassion in that i think the compassion could come in the form of three more words which is i don't know and it's okay couldn't agree with you more. I don't know. and that's okay i feel scared and that's okay and I'll get there. Like, I feel like that would be really helpful too, because I'll get there is sort of like, I accept where I am now. Yes. And I also am looking forward to kind of forward to the future and, and kind of giving myself that reassurance. I'll get there sometime. Yeah. I don't know when, I don't know how, because one thing that I do know is that in order to get to the other side of a crisis of, you know, particularly an extended one, like I went through a three year long divorce and to get through that, it's kind of like, I don't know now, I don't know today. <laughs> and I might not know three months from now, but I'll get there. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not an easy thing, but I agree a hundred percent with this. Uh, so there are three, as human beings, we all want, we all absolutely have the need to be seen and to be heard and safe is the key word here and i call it a friendly witness i wrote about that in both of my books and a friendly witness is someone who sees and hears you is safe and is potentiating so holding space like midwives as i was saying before holding the space for the you for the for the strength and for the the knowledge and for the belief that we know you will get there it's just like when you're in labor it's very difficult, but you're going to have a baby. Nobody is going to stop that. And you are doing it alone, but you don't have to do it by yourself. So mm -hmm. I, I am, I, 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 that's, those are very good. I'm a trauma informed coach. And so those are ha, being trauma informed. I couldn't, I can't tell you how incredibly important that is to working with people who and I'm saying people who, but I'm saying every, if you're human, you've ha you have trauma. That's right. If you're human, you have trauma, period. That's right. Hand, hands down. What, what? It's, it's true. It's a thing. It's true. It's seriously true. 
And so if you can do those words, the I don't know, and it's okay, or increase your capacity to tolerate confusion, that compassion and self-love, you will sit with yourself and it will rip open the fabric of your experience. And you, I can tell you and promise you, you will feel reprieve. You will feel space, spacious. You will feel love. You'll feel like, oh my gosh, ah, you'll notice how you've been difficult, like harder on yourself because there are other, the self-imposed crap that's going on around you, it, it completely hits off your mechanism of getting down on yourself as well. And I'm not remembering the word I use, but it's like, it starts the ants, the automatic negative thoughts. And when you say these things, it just rips the fabric open a little and you can, you'll notice what's been going on and enter self-love or a breath or spaciousness or whatever the sensation and emotion is for you. But I would just call you to do it and see for yourself what I'm talking about. Do you people feel the wisdom? Do you feel this? Like I am, I am honored to know you, Angelina. Genius, wisdom, like everything that you're saying, you know what you're talking about. Like this, this, this book is amazing. And I've, since the moment I met you, that is what I have felt. And likewise, lady. Authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. And I have my, my last thank you for that. And I, I want... I want everybody to be listening to this episode and uh, boy, am I going to be plugging it. <laughs> Angelina, you, you are a person with a lot of superpowers and I want to ask you, this is the Epic Comeback Podcast and we're being epic. Um, what is a superpower that you don't already have? You have any superpower that you want, what would it be? <laughs> okay. Any superpower. There's a few. I'm going to break the rules because I, I know I can. So there's a few. Like... <laughs> I think like Wolverine, like regeneration powers, I would like to like the power to snap my fingers and the entire human race was like conscious and woke and or empathetically and emotionally like literate. <laughs> I know. Sorry. And then I would love teleportation, time travel, planet travel. Thank you very much. I will totally be. Yes. Where yes. would you go first? What planet would you go visit? visit oh, there? so I think I would, I definitely want to go like to Venus. I for sure Mars, but like series, like I want to go to the stars and like yeah. Sirius star. I, I want to see the other galaxies. I know that sounds so crazy, but it's no. not. That's not crazy. Wouldn't that just be, uh, that would be otherworldly, just like scuba diving. It's a totally different universe. Hi. I, I have been saying that for years, ever since I started scuba diving. I, like, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Scuba diving is just as cool, just as cool, and just as non-human yeah. as space travel. Like, as it gets. I, I agree. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Hands down, agreed. Yeah. So that's it's what I... It's yeah. expensive. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really funny because I know that Elon Musk is doing whatever he's doing to try, like he's creating space travel. Thank you very much for having, you know, he's putting his resources to it because yes, we should be able to do that in the future, but also like it is way cheaper to get underneath the ocean there to get into the water. It is pretty freaking cool. It's pretty freaking cool. All right. So Angelina, please tell us 
the best way to follow you um, online and also please tell us the names of your books. Oh, that actually is great. Okay. Super simple. I got all excited because I just thought of this. Okay. So I would love to actually gift anyone who's listening to this podcast free copies of my book. So wow. I will send you the copies. I have one. I just released uh, one of the books, which is um, Spirit, The Spiritual Entrepreneur, Quantum Leap into Your Next Level of Impact and Abundance. So mm -hmm. that was just released in December. I don't have a physical copy yet. I'm still in the process. But the first book is called Love Letters to a Stripper. And it, it's, uh, it, both books are extremely are, are about empowerment and finding your inner resource. So I would be happy. All they have to do is email me. So I make this super simple for people to follow me or find me at Angelina at AngelinaLombardo.com. And the last name is L-O-M-B-A-R-D-O. And if they just put your podcast name into the email, hey, I heard you on such and such. I would love to, or thank you so much. There is no obligation for a thing. I just really want uh, people to get that support to read to see if they you know if they recognize themselves in inside any of the the two books that I've you know laid down some wisdom so that's my gift my free that gift is, that is an incredibly generous gift and it's also a really good test of my listenership mm, <laughs> true true see how many emails you get yeah true. that is the best and I can see the books behind you they're beautifully designed um, thank you yeah, and congratulations on the publication of both. I know Love Letters from um, from Love, Love Letters, Letters to a Stripper, to a stripper, yeah. a stripper um, yeah. came out relatively recently, right? So you just yeah. like bam, bam with your two. Two thousand eighteen, yeah, two thousand eighteen. Mm -hmm. Love Letter or two thousand nineteen. I had the audio in the yeah, two thousand eighteen. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, December two thousand eighteen. Love Letters to a Stripper, and then I just sort of uh, went right back into write mode. May a couple of months, maybe six months after that, six, seven months after that, and came out with the spiritual entrepreneur. Best selling books. I know. I, I'm very, it's, you know, it's a proud moment. So, and I put my heart into the books. Books. Yeah, I know so. that. I can't imagine you doing something that you don't put your heart into. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, sad moment to be ending the episode. This is Nikki Bruno. Happy moment to be celebrating this episode. This is Nikki Bruno with Angelina Lombardo. Thank you again for being with me. I am honored to have you as my guest, Angelina, with the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.